Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast. Each week, your host, Casey Haston, Director of Recruiting at VIP, will bring you valuable insights from thought leaders, introduce you to incredible companies, and bring you tips for landing your dream job from our team of executive recruiters at VIP. And now, Casey Haston. Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your career or candidate search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston. I'm an executive recruiter, director of recruiting with VIP, and your all-around hiring guru. And it has been a long day today, but I am still so very excited to welcome our guests to the show today. So I'd like to welcome Larissa Harrington, burnout recovery specialist with Strong by Nature Wellness and retired Air Force veteran. Special place in my heart right there. Larissa is on a mission to empower purpose-driven professionals to continue doing meaningful work without compromising their health. Larissa often offers unparalleled insights and strategies for purpose-driven organizations to create a culture of wellness that attracts and retains the best talent, prevents burnout, reduces sick days, and boosts productivity and effectiveness. Now, who doesn't want that in a company? Larissa, thank thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Casey. I'm so excited to be here. You know, I think that this was like the perfect topic for this particular day for me today because I'm seriously on burnout mode. Help me. Fix me, make me better. (laughs) Can we just start with a deep breath then? Can we do that together? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, something simple. Just breathe all the way in through the nose, out through the mouth. Do that again and then really focus on relaxing any tension that you're holding in your body as you exhale. (sighs) So sometimes it's just the little things that can positively impact us and make a huge impact. So hopefully it feels a little bit better for you. You know, and I know better, Larissa. I know better. I know that when you're having those moments, it just helps to take a deep breath. And sometimes you just need somebody there to remind you to do it. Yes. So Thanks for joining me for that. <laughs> I love it. It's been a long time since I've started a podcast out with a quick breathing exercise. So thank you for that. That was fun. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. So as you shared, I was in the Air Force for 20 years. And soon after I joined the military, I also started in this well-being space. And I did it on the side the whole time that I was in the military. I did it for the military and I did it outside of the military. And when I retired in 2017, I realized this was the work that I was really passionate about that I wanted to continue doing um, and really being able to support more people. So I work with individuals and organizations and offer mindfulness training, focus on emotional intelligence, burnout recovery and prevention, really helping to create a culture of, of wellness inside of organizations so that we can all do meaningful work in the world without burning out. Because that's really what I'm passionate about. Every single one of us has a mission here, we have work to do. And so I believe that we can do that without burning out, without sacrificing our health, without sacrificing our relationships. You know, I'm gonna have just a kind of a real moment here. Um, Cause you know, I don't get to do this very often, but I just wanna have like a behind the scenes moment on the podcast because you know, these lights 
are really, really hot. And so I was sitting here and my poor fan, I will show it, that I've been using forever, that's from another podcast here in the studio. I've like used it so much. I've like, it's like flip and flopping. And I was just using it when it was just on you, just to kind of real quick. And it was like, click, 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 click. And I'm like, I look over my producer's like, no, stop. Because <laughs> it was like clicking into the microphone. So you know what? We're going to keep that in. We're going to keep that real if you're okay with that. I love it. I love it. But also I think it goes to like you taking care of yourself in the moment, yeah. right? Like noticing that you're hot and saying, I need to cool off a bit. And that's what's going to help me be the best version of myself to show up on this podcast. And I think that's a perfect example. And I'm so glad that you had that real moment and shared that because I think people need to hear that. It, it is. And, you know, and for four years, I've been hiding this fan. <laughs> I've literally been hiding it. So I, I kind of feel really kind of another deep breath moment right there that I just Yay! admitted. It is hot in this studio. <laughs> so that's yes. fun. So, okay, so tell me, let's, I don't want to get off track, but you're like giving me permission to do all these things today. And I love it. I'm going to be sitting up here from now on just yes. fanning myself. Um, <laughs> so tell us about Strong by Nature Wellness and, you know, what inspired you to start this company? I know you kind of alluded to it, but like, let's dig deep. Yeah, for me, uh, working in the military and I worked inside of NSA. And so being in the National Security Agency, working with all these people who really cared about doing great work in the world. And I was noticing this culture of people overgiving, overdoing without taking care of themselves along the way. And really noticing what the consequences of that were for long, long term. Because it's one of those things like, yes, in the moment, in the military, right? Okay, going on deployment and maybe working longer hours and pushing harder, but then coming back and having rest and recovery and resetting. But when there was never that reset, when people were constantly pushing, going <laughs> too fast, too hard, too long all the time, and then what happens? What happens to performance? What happens to health? What happens to relationships? And so I really just became focused on helping high performers, right? Really supporting people who know that they are here in this world for a reason and offering holistic tools to be able to support them that we're not just masking problems, medicating problems, like medication is fine. I'm not saying that there's something against it, but for many people, it was masking what the root mm -hmm. causes of what's going on. And so that's the work that I do, that deeper work with people so that helping them not keep repeating the same patterns, not keep avoiding and pushing down the real stuff that is going on with them. Well, it's kind of like putting a Band-Aid on it, right? When you just treat it with the yeah. medications, you're just treating it and you're not getting to the real root. Somebody told me one time, and I think it was a chiropractor, he was like, whenever you have your hair in a ponytail and somebody pulls, you know, the problem is where they're pulling from, but it hurts up here, right? So you've got to really dig deep into where's the real root of the problem, you know, and just, and I, and I hear that that's what I'm hearing from you is that you're not just looking at the surface, you're digging deep so that you can fix that problem at the root. Yes, exactly. And that's really what my specialty is when I work with individuals inside of organizations. Yes. I love giving tools around like, you know, take a deep breath and little things mm -hmm. that we can do. But really for long-term change, we have to address the root. 
or the same things. Like let's say an individual, you love your job, you work too hard for too long, you burn out and you go to another job and you're like, oh, my, my organization is toxic. I need to go someplace else. When you were the problem, as far as like not saying no, taking on mm -hmm. too much, not having boundaries, never taking vacation. And so people keep repeating the same patterns in relationships and in jobs when they're not addressing the root cause. You know, I am so glad that you brought that up because I see that so often when I'm talking to people as a recruiter, and that's what I do, you know, um, that will tell me, well, it's a toxic workplace and I'll start to ask why? Well, I'm not getting a promotion. Have you asked? You know, and really, and then you start stepping back and this is especially true of people that are further along in their career and you start stepping back. Well, you see the same problem in the last job. Then you see the same problem in the job before that. And, and you know, when you can help them realize that they are truly running away from themselves, then that's when the true work, I, I had a client that I was working with that um, was experiencing just that. And she's like, I just need to leave. I'm just never going to get ahead here, you know, because, you know, it's all the boys club. And I was like, have you said anything to them? Do they know what you want to do? And she's like, well, no, they should know. It's a natural progression. They do this with the guys. And I'm like, you don't know the guys aren't having that conversation, you know? And once she started having those conversations, she started blossoming and she got promoted several times. She doesn't want to leave the company anymore, you know? And it was that same pattern over and over and over again. So I, I, I think what you're saying about getting to that root problem so that you don't carry it forward to the next company is so important. So very important. Yeah. And I mean, yes, there are workplaces where it might just be toxic culture. And no matter how strong you are in communicating, things might not change. But oftentimes the people I work with, they recognize, they'll tell me, it's like, oh, I'm the problem. <laughs> I can't even count the amount of times a client has told me that like, oh, it's me of not speaking up for myself, not asking yes. for what I need, not saying no, not taking breaks. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, and it's interesting that you say that about not taking breaks because, you know, and I hear this, you know, in, when I've worked in the, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. So I actually work in a corporate culture and I'll hear people say, well, I can't take a break because they might think I'm not doing my work. And I'm like, if you're doing your work, you should be able to take a break, you know? And they're like, yeah, but I don't want anybody to think that I'm not doing my work. And I'm like, first of all, you got to quit caring what other people think about you. You got to get over that, right? So... But I, I really think, let's go back to burnout for a second, because I really think with what we've gone through in the last few years, we are seeing, and I challenge people, that a lot of people say that we lost productivity during COVID and the pandemic. I don't think so, at least not from what, what I'm looking at. I think it's quite the opposite because there was no boundaries when we were working from home. Like you could go from your office to your couch with your laptop and keep working, right? And so I think the burnout was a lot higher. What's your take on that? Hmm. Uh, my take is more so that there's more busyness, but it doesn't always equate to productivity. And so when we're looking at, yes, not having boundaries and people working from home and trying to take care of the home life and the work life, what I found is that there was actually a lot of burnout because people didn't have those boundaries in place, but it didn't mean that they were actually producing more as it relates to the work or that they were as efficient or as high performing as it relates to the work, right? Does that make sense? Like sometimes people were mm -hmm. doing more, but not producing more. 
gotcha. because there was so much anxiety and fear and all of the emotions that were running through people while they were working, being busy, but it didn't necessarily mean that they were doing more actual work. That, that's an interesting take. And of course, a lot of this is just based on our office and what I saw during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I mean, like we, we had one of our best years that first year, all working from home, yeah. you know, and, but we're back in the office now, most of us on a hybrid, some kind of hybrid schedule, but yeah, it, I think that's interesting, yeah. but I, I never felt that I had to work outside of what I normally did. I just kept doing my same routine. I just did it from home. Right. So I know yeah. in, in burnouts, but still, regardless, burnout's a big deal, regardless of whether we were busy or productive. And so I know you're committed to assisting leaders and executives and, you know, entrepreneurs and making their greatest impact in the world. But what are some, you know, and, and they want to do that while avoiding burnout. So what are some of the most prevalent signs that you see that lead to burnout? Yeah, so I will say that burnout in itself, when we are truly in burnout, where it's exhaustion, where you're not able to actually do the work anymore. So a lot of people are talking about, oh, I'm so burnt out, but they are still performing. And so I'll talk about what are those signs, what you're asking, right? What are those things leading up to, which I think is so important that we recognize those early warning signs before we get to that place of true burnout where you're in the hospital, you're no longer doing the work that you care about. And so things to notice are, is there a shift in fatigue, right? Not being able to sleep, uh, digestive problems, uh, irritability, frequent illness, right? More pain, like getting headaches, things like that. So it's recognizing the shifts in our normal. Is there something different? For some people, it's like, oh, I all of a sudden can't sleep through the night. And then I notice, hey, it's been a month and I'm not sleeping through the night. Are we paying attention to those little things? Because what happens is people are ignoring it or what you're talking about before, like just medicating it. Like, oh, I'm gonna take sleeping pills or I'm gonna drink a lot of alcohol to try to get to sleep. And then I'm gonna drink a lot of caffeine to stay awake the next day. And then I'm gonna take all these meds to mask or to you know manage the headache, not paying attention that all of these are symptoms of something bigger. And so I think, yes, there's a time and a place if people need to medicate, but pay attention to what, you are medicating and what you're masking, what you're avoiding, because ignoring all of those things is what leads people to burnout. Because burnout's not something that just happens in a month of overworking, right? It's a prolonged thing, mm -hmm. right? Where people can be on that, uh, on that slippery slope for months or years before they get to that place of like, I can't, I can't work anymore. I'm in the hospital. My body has shut down. So again, I'm going to be very real and transparent with you because it's a lot of the things you're talking about, and I cover it very well, but I'm experiencing the not sleeping through the night, the not, and, and it's weird, and maybe this means something to you. I have very specific times that I wake up in the middle of the night. It's almost always the same time. Is that weird? Is that normal? Or is that just me Possibly. overthinking it? <laughs> Possibly. What times are you waking up? Um, so there's two times that I wake up and it's usually, and it's really weird. It's like one thirty-three or three thirty-three. Mm -hmm. hmm. And what time do you go to bed? Uh, that depends. Usually anywhere from between nine and 10. Okay. Cause wondering like, is it in between your sleep cycles? Is it that like when you're 
going yeah. into that next cycle? Is it lighter sleep? Is it having to wake up to go to the bathroom? Is it anxiety? And so looking at, we don't have to go into that right now, but right, looking at yeah. what, what are all of the things that are connected to it? Yeah, I think we're going to have a conversation after this conversation because <laughs> there's more stuff. And I just decided I don't want to be that transparent. <laughs> that just doesn't. Well, yeah. I thank you for your transparency now and maybe it'll help someone. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, okay. So let's just say, all right, I'm waking up in the middle of the night. I'm having that symptom. How, how would you address that to help me overcome that and avoid the burnout? I would look at what is causing the wake up. Okay. And so addressing some people, they start a new routine where they're drinking tea before bed and then it causes them to wake up in the middle of the night because they have to go pee. Right. So okay. we look at, is there, is there a habit that you're doing that's actually interfering with sleep? Are you eating too late at night? Did you start exercising right before bed? And it's addressing it. So we would look at, we would look at like all of the things to say, what's new and is it just a stress thing? And then addressing what is actually causing you to wake up. Is it anxiety? Are you able to go right back to sleep? Are you experiencing pain? Like looking at all of the different stuff as far as what's causing you to wake up and is it causing you to stay up? And then what happens? What are you doing when you wake up? Because some people will tell me, oh, I sleep with my TV on. And then when I wake up in the night, I'm scrolling on social media and I don't know why I can't go back to sleep. Well, Right. Looking at some of those things right. that we're doing that actually aren't supporting us in a restful night's sleep. So we'd look at stuff like that and then see, are there, you know, perhaps health things that are associated to it? Or is it really just unmanaged stress? And how are we managing stress throughout the day? And is it just showing up for us at night? And I think and I wonder, too, um, if some of that and this may be going too far off on our rabbit trail, but you know, if some of that's age, if some of that's, you know, just, you know, changes in different hormones as you, you know, get older that would cause you to wake up in the middle of the night too. But okay, back to burnout. <laughs> I keep, I love rabbit hole, <laughs> rabbit trails. Um, so what are some common tools that you use with your clients? I know you like the breathing, um, but what, what would be some other tools that you might, your go-tos? My go-tos, um, really the foundation of all the work I do is teaching mindfulness, teaching people how to learn to pay attention in the present moment with curiosity, without judgment, without expectation. And so we do it as a practice where I teach people how to do meditation practices, but then also that we take the mindfulness, that awareness into the day, right? That's one of the tools. I also do embodiment practices, helping people really connect in with their body because the mind-body connection is often overlooked. So helping people move things through the body. Um, I'm also a yoga therapist and a functional strength coach. So um, that's another tool that a lot of my clients do is the, the strength-based movements, movement stuff with me in addition to the breathing work. So I'm also, I'm an executive coach too. And so we talk about, you know, like the cognitive stuff, but then I really work to help. Okay, let's talk about things logically because I... I I only work with really intelligent people, so <laughs> they're really smart. Like we can have those deeper conversations and then we move things into the body to help like fully understand and process things through. Well, and I love that you go back to that mindfulness and that, that really and truly, I think meditation is probably the best medicine for anxiety and for even burnout. And oh, here's something else I've noticed lately. 
So I, and I think I shared this in our pre-conversation, I'm a big miracle morning girl and I have a morning routine that I do, which includes meditation. Here for the last month, I haven't been meditating every morning. And I really do feel off. Yeah. Because I have not been doing that. Just admitted that live to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And so I say celebrate that. Celebrate that awareness. Right? So it's not beating ourselves up when we have that recognition of something. It's celebrating. Oh, yeah, I learned something new. I tested it out. I tested out not doing my meditation in the morning. And these were the consequences of that. Huh. Look what I learned about myself. Yeah. And so when we can go through every experience with that perspective, it's just all new learning. Celebrate all of the learning. Instead of oftentimes people don't want to uncover and peel back that, that onion because they don't, they're afraid of what they're going to find, right? Or they start beating themselves up about it. It's like, no, celebrate that. So celebrating you and that awareness. I, you know, and I, I am going to celebrate that. And I think that I don't think until we just had this conversation, I realized how much that was impacting me. Cause it's just like, oh, I just missed a day here. I just missed a day here. Oh, I missed two days in a row here, you know? And then that becomes a habit that I don't want to encourage is not doing my morning meditation, right? It's real easy to fall out of that habit. So what is your best, which tool, and I know you have a lot of them, but if you had to pick one, which one do you think is the most effective? Yeah, I mean, interesting that you were just talking about the morning routine because that really is what I try to work with people on from the beginning. It's creating a morning routine Mm. and setting that intention for the day. Right, really, I, you know, my morning routine is about med- meditation and gratitude, focusing on my bigger vision for the future, my intention, how do I want to show up, what's most important to me so that I don't get distracted by all this stuff, doing that every morning, and for me, a nighttime routine too, but if I was going to pick one, I'd say that morning, morning practice, so you look at a lot of people, it's they're snoozing in the morning, or they're getting up immediately, going on social media, doing these, all these other things, so it's not, it's not about not having time, for most people, it's they're not prioritizing it. Yes. And so mine is about 20 minutes, but right, you could take five minutes. You could take three minutes and just focus on gratitude and setting an intention for the day, right? When I work with people, especially if I'm working with like single moms or people that have multiple jobs, they're really busy. It's like, you don't have to do all of the same self-care stuff I do, but you can do something. Don't tell me you don't have time. You can yep. do something in three minutes. You can take one breath as a transition between every single thing you do, you have time for that. It's prioritizing it and recognizing what are the things that I'm doing that are not supporting me, that are not in alignment with how I want to live, how I want to show up, how I want to feel, and what are the things that are working? And so for you, again, celebrating like, hey, I noticed this thing works for me. So I need to keep doing it. And a lot of people aren't looking at the things that are working and acknowledging it enough. So it's easy to just push it by the wayside. Like, oh, that's not that important. And then we realize, oh, when I didn't do that, this is how I felt. This is important. So what is your evening routine? You mentioned you have an evening routine as well. Yeah, so basically the same type of stuff, focusing on gratitude, celebrating what went well for the day. I do stretches in bed, do breathing practices in bed. 
Um, I do my whole morning routine in bed. So I am someone that's not a snoozer. For me, I don't like to get up out of bed and then do it. There's something about like, for me, not getting out of bed and just staying there in that brain wave space of doing it. I don't recommend that to all my clients because I have some people that are like, if I lay in bed, I'm going to fall back asleep. (laughs) For me, like I don't, I wake up and that is the best for me. Sometimes 